invite you to be seated. So as I mentioned, you know, I've been in Israel the last two weeks, so before I left, I knew I would have to prepare this sermon before I left, because otherwise I, it would have been impossible. So it, to me, I take absolutely zero credit for this. This is the Holy Spirit working. What we are going to talk about is Jesus being our good shepherd. And we learned so much about this over there in Israel, and it just helped things come to life and to put the Bible into color, so to speak. And sheep and shepherds are commonplace in Israel. And this is why Jesus used the, the metaphor and talked about shepherds and sheep quite a bit. In fact, there's still shepherds there today. I have a, a picture here I wanted to share with you. This is a church that we saw while in Israel. This church is located in the fields where the shepherds were when the angels came to them and uh, told them about Jesus being born in Bethlehem. So this is in Bethlehem. And I don't know if you can see it on there, but this altar is being held up by shepherds on their knees, which was such a cool image and reminder that how amazing our Savior is. And if you can even see on the front of it is a maple leaf and the word Canada. For some reason, they did this. I guess, I'm guessing the Can Canada people wanted everybody to know that they donated money for this altar. So that's what's on the front of that altar. But the shepherds are holding up this altar, which is such a cool thing. And these were, this church is in the actual fields where those shepherds would have been, which was such a, such a cool thing. But like I said, the sheep and shepherd theme is huge in the Bible because of where Jesus was in Israel. And it's still a big deal today. And so there's three points I want to make to you this morning that I want you to take from John chapter 10 which is what we're going to be reading through this morning. So let me start out. We're going to be in John chapter 10, beginning with verse 1. I'm going to read the first few verses here. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers." So the first point from John chapter 10, I want you to take home with you, today especially, the good shepherd calls you by name. And this cannot be minimized. We live in a world that seems to depersonalize us all the time. You know, we are usually identified by our social security number, our PIN number, our driver's license number. And something I learned on this trip, our passport number. Have you ever just felt like you're just a number? I know I have. You know, it can really make us feel lonely when we're depersonalized like this. 
that were just a number. You know, that's why one of the reasons why it is so important for us to meet together like this, to meet together as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we can encourage each other. Because when we're feeling lonely, it can stink, and Satan uses that against us. And believe me, Satan was having a heyday during COVID, wasn't he? When we were being trapped in our houses and we couldn't even come to worship, he wants us to feel lonely. He wants us to feel like we're just a number. But we have a good shepherd that knows us by name. In fact, Scripture even tells us he knows how many hairs you have on your head, whether you have a lot of hair or no hair. He knows it. That's how much he loves and cares for us. You know, there's an obvious connection here to baptism. When we baptize babies and people of all ages, we ask, you know, how the baby is to be named or who, what is the name of the individual. This is because the good shepherd calls us by name. He knows us. He cares for us. And not only that, when we are baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the divine name is being tattooed onto you. You are his. And that's how important you are to him. And so when the good shepherd calls us by our name, it's so important that we actually listen to him. Now, I've mentioned this before, and maybe you can all identify, but there is a huge difference between hearing and listening in my, in my world anyway. Because I hear my wife talking to me all the time. But I'm not necessarily listening to all those words. I know I'm hearing words coming from her mouth. Has anybody else identified with me or is it just me? <laughs> but listening, actually listening to those words is so much different. We can hear God's word. You can hear me rambling up here or hear me when I'm speaking from God's word. But we are called to listen to them and let it work in us. It's important for us to listen to our shepherd when he is calling us by name and leading us. So that's point number one from John 10. Let's move on to the point number two here. Verses 7 through 10 in John chapter 10. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So the second point here, the good shepherd guides and protects. It's as simple as that. The good shepherd guides and protects. And like this scripture said, like Jesus says, there's going to be thieves and robbers that come and try, they're going to try to destroy you and me, getting you to follow their voices. And let's be honest, there are all kinds of distractions in our lives. Am I right? These voices that are telling us 
Focus on your job. You've got to make sure you're getting by. You've got to make sure you're making enough money. These voices are telling us to make a lot of money so that we can buy more stuff and keep up with the Joneses. We have voices telling us to focus on sports. That's more important than listening to the shepherd. We got voices telling us to focus on the worries of our life. Is anybody else a worrier or is it just me? These voices want you to worry about everything that's going on. These voices are telling us to worry about all the bad things that are happening in our world. Focus on that. Don't listen to these voices. Listen to the shepherd. You know, we are compared a lot to sheep in the Bible. And sheep are usually portrayed as stupid, right? And I think they get a bad rap. Yeah, they're not the smartest tools in the tool shed. But they're not necessarily stupid. They know their shepherd's voices. So I got a couple pictures here I want to show you. This is from Israel again when we were, we were there. So this is the Wadi Kelt is what it's called. And this, by the way, I, there's so much stuff, by the way, I cannot wait to share with you about this that God has opened in my eyes and my ears to to help me understand these passages I've read hundreds of times. I can't wait to share with you in which we are going to share with you, the other members that have gone with me to the, on this trip, we are going to plan a Bible study. Hopefully we'll start this in June. But anyway, this Wadi Kel is probably where Jesus was led after he was baptized. The Jordan River isn't far from here. When he was in the wilderness for 40 days fasting. This is probably where Jesus was wandering. They call this a Wadi Kel, so it's like a big ravine and when the rains come and washes through here it's like a huge flood come gushing through these these ruts in the ground and so this next picture shows some sheep and goats that we saw that were being led by a shepherd that we saw in this and it just brought to life for me psalm 23 which we're going to read through here in a little bit but these sheep and these goats in this Wadi Kelt, where Jesus probably spent his 40 days fasting, where Satan came and tempted him. But like I said, you know, sheep get a bad rap. But they know their shepherd's voice. And another cool thing that we learned over there is the goats. Some of these animals up there were goats. Goats don't listen to their shepherd's voice. Which is interesting because Jesus uses the example when he's talking about the last day when he comes to separate the what? The sheep from the goats. The sheep listen to their shepherd's voice. The goats don't. So sheep aren't so stupid after all. Sheep learn to follow their shepherd. It was so cool when we saw different flocks in Israel where they were going in a single file line, following their shepherd. They know, the sheep know their shepherd is good and predators are bad. But sheep, I don't know, I identify with sheep in this way, they don't multitask. When they are eating, they are focused on eating. I can definitely identify with that. I can't be distracted from that. 
Neither can they. And like I said before, we can easily be distracted by the things of this world. Satan uses this against us. There's no question about it. And sometimes, unfortunately, our shepherd, our good shepherd's voice can be drowned out amongst all those other voices that are telling us to not focus and listen to the shepherd. They're drowned out by our own desires and our wants and our needs and how often, time and time again, we wander off the path. We wander away and get lost. Which right away, of course, reminded me the parable that Jesus taught of the lost sheep. Remember the parable where there's a hundred sheep and one of them was lost? He went and found that sheep and brought him back to the fold. He trusted that the 99 would be safe. Just think of us as being the 99. We are together encouraging one another. We are strong together as a flock here at Promise. And the one wandered off and Jesus went to get him and bring him back to the fold. What an amazing picture that Jesus paints there of how much he cares about every single one of his sheep. And that's another amazing thing about this good shepherd is not only does he seek us out and bring us back, he forgives us. Because how often do we go our own way and follow our own desires? But he forgives us. So let's go to the last point here from John 10 that I want to share with you. And it's John 10 verses 11 through 18. And listen to what Jesus himself is saying here. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. Just a quick insert here. When Jesus says this, you know who he's talking about? He's talking about us specifically. See, Jesus came, he was a Jew. He came, of course, to save the Jews, the children of Israel. The other sheep that are not part of that fold are us, us Gentiles, us American Christians, all other Christians of the world. He's talking specifically about you and I. Isn't that awesome that he's saying this? I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also. And they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So the third point here I want you to take from John chapter 10 about Jesus being this good shepherd, our good shepherd. The good shepherd purchases his flock. And this has nothing to do with money. 
but Jesus, the good shepherd, purchased each and every one of you through his shed blood on that cross when he died for each and every one of us because he loves you and I so much. You know, the, the sheep theme in the Bible is, is amazing to me. And when the Holy Spirit made it clear to me, this, this crimson thread thing that the Bible is all about from the beginning to the end, that the good shepherd, the crimson thread connects every single thing in the Bible into one nice little bow. It became so apparent again when we were over there in Israel. And the sheep theme is just so prevalent because Jesus is our good shepherd because he says he is. I am the good shepherd. But you know what's amazing about this good shepherd? Not only is he our good shepherd, he came to be one of us. He came to be one of the sheep. He knows what you go through. He understands and he cares what you go through. Because he is the lamb of God. The Bible talks about it through and through that he is the lamb of God. Not only is he our good shepherd, he's the lamb of God. And I want to read to you. We talked about this when we did the Revelation class uh, a while ago. About how Revelation's main title for Jesus is the lamb. And listen to what it says here. In Revelation chapter 7 about this, when John is being given this vision of heaven, and he says this, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, a crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And then it goes on talking about how all the angels and all the people, it's talking about us when we're in heaven, we're all praising the Lamb. Because you know what? The Lamb is already won, by the way. We don't need to worry about the end times. We don't need to worry about what's going to maybe happen. Because the Lamb has already won, and he's on the throne reigning. Amen? He goes on to say, they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst no more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and that's going to be an amazing day when we're all in heaven with our good shepherd. Again, as I talk constantly and I'm not going to stop talking about it by the way, the crimson thread connection and then, of course, as I mentioned, I can't remember if I put another picture in. Like I said, I feel like I should be eating dinner right now. But did I have another picture in there? No. 
But it reminded me, you know, as we saw those sheep and those goats in that, that Wadi Kel is what it's called. It reminded me of Psalm 23. And that's how I wanted to close this message, one that we are very familiar with. But like a lot of things when we were over there, this just came to life of how important our shepherd is. The, the shepherd has a rod and a staff, so the rod that they had would have been kind of like looks like a bat almost. And the bat was used, this club was used to fend off the wolves and the other predators that were trying to take the sheep. You can think of Jesus, the good shepherd, the good shepherd protecting us from those thieves and robbers that want to destroy us. And then he has the staff. The staff is kind of used like a, a prod, prodding us along. The hook using us to protect us. When we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, it made me think of that wadi kelp picture I showed you. It could be a very terrifying thing when you're walking through this. But listen to what it says here in Psalm 23. And if you know the words, you can say them with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Will you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for being our good shepherd. We thank you for sending Jesus, the Lamb of God, who came, became one of us and died on that cross, shedding his blood, making all of us clean. We thank you for that. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you that you call us by name. You know us that well. You love us and care about us. We thank you that you guide and protect us through this life that can be very daunting at times, very scary. We thank you for guiding and protecting us. And finally, we thank you that you have purchased us. You purchased us with your very own blood. And we can't thank you enough for that amazing gift. And Father, we thank you so much for the sheep here at Promise. We pray that you continue to help us as a flock, encourage one another, working together to serve you and you alone. We thank you for all the gifts and blessings you have given us. And Father, there's lots of sheep in our flock that are suffering through cancer, through sicknesses. There's, there's so many names on this list. We especially bring before you Donna Lynn and we pray that you continue to be with her and we thank you that you have been with her we bring all these other names that are on this prayer list that are out on our prayer cross before you, you know each and every one of them by name and you know their situation and we pray that you be by their side comforting them always Father we bring all these prayers together in the prayer that the good shepherd taught us to pray our Father who art in heaven 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thy kingdom and power and the glory forever and ever. 